tale of the tape for this, our main event of the evening. We introduce the champion, Chris, the West Side Strangler Brennan. Let's get it all! What's up, guys? We are here to go over Bellator 297 in Chicago. Yep. Um, super awesome place. It's the place that we got to go to and get ready for the fight, and then the fight not happen. Oh, but, that's... But the location okay. is really cool. It's, yeah. in a, it's in a really cool arena that has, like, a, a walkway across to the hotel. Okay. And then you just kind of... It's over the street. It's neat. But, like, as you're walking over the street from the parking garage even to the, to the hotel, there's a giant, like, 50-foot... Uh, light up board that's got the Bellator ad and everything running on it. It was pretty cool. Was uh, did Luke get any any screen time? Oh yeah, on that? yeah, he was on it. It was Absolutely. it was very cool. That would be cool to take um, your film or your yeah, phone and film I, I that. I took pictures. I took pictures. That's so cool. That's so cool. Well, we want to go over a few fights. A couple on the uh, undercard as well as a few on the main card. Uh, the first one you wanted to go over is Archie Colgan and Emmanuel Sanchez. Yeah. So I don't know. Archie Colgan fights at 155, Emmanuel Sanchez fights at 145, but okay. I heard he also fights at 55. I'm assuming it's at 155. It's listed as a lightweight fight on okay, Sherdog so for Colgan, what it's worth. I didn't think he could make 145 after looking at him. Uh, we've been in the same corner as him a few times now. Super nice guy. Um, wrestled at Wyoming. He is, what, 7-0 and now, yep. and uh, he just won on our last card in California against a guy, and, he, and they had those, like, Super bad blood at the at the weigh in, and then before the fight, and then uh, he knocked him out, and then the guy got up complaining that it was a bad stoppage. Okay, I thought he could have taken a few more, but it, I mean, he it wasn't going, it wasn't the direction wasn't going to change the fight. He, yeah, 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 yeah. Was that Justin Montalvo? Yeah, is that okay? Yeah, okay. Super mouthy at the weigh ins and everywhere, and you know, and the con the the press conference stuff. So um, I was pulling for Archie anyway, but and the fact that he's a he was a wrestler, but. Yeah, it was it was nice. Well, Emmanuel's coming in at twenty and eight, um, so he's a seasoned huge fighter. Step up, huge, huge step yeah. up. Yeah, 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 huge. Um, Emmanuel Sanchez, uh, he he's a forty five er normally. He's someone that's you know ranked in our weight class. Um, I believe he's still ranked, but uh, tough guy. Fought the best of the best guys in the division. Um, big step up for Archie. Depends on how he wants to fight him. If he wants to wrestle him, I, I think he beats him hands down. Um, if he if he strikes with him, I, I still think he can beat him. Um, I, I think he wins the fight for sure. Um, I just think it'll he'll dominate if he if he wrestles him if he takes him down beats him up. But we'll see. Sanchez is coming off. He's on a four fight skid right now. Yeah. Um, decent names. Obviously, he's got Pitbull on here. Mads Brunel, Jeremy Kennedy, and Yancey. Medeiros, right. so you know, decent names, obviously. Um, yeah, Daniel Weichel, Taiwan Claxton, Georgie Karkari, that, like Pitbull again, yeah. Sam Cecilia, Daniel Strauss, like he's fought the guys. Weichel again, Daniel yeah. Pineda, who's in the UFC now. Is this like a poor man's cowboy? Henry Corrales, Pat Curran, yeah, like he's fought everybody, and, and that's just in Bellator, right? Um, he he's uh yeah he's a stud man. He's a great fighter. And um, I, he's a dog. Like, he's not going to be out of the fight, you know. And coming on a four-fight skid and still in Bellator, 100% his job is on the line. Absolutely. You know, this is – this is um, they gave him a, a young up-and-comer that's uh, kind of a it, – it's a big risk for, for Sanchez, but it's also probably the only fight that keeps him 
in Bellator at the moment. When you're under that kind of pressure walking into the cage, and I, I don't know if you know if you've experienced that kind of pressure, but when you're under that, how do you how do you negotiate fighting for your life versus you know overthinking it, being too tight, all of those emotions? Yeah, I mean you you got to put that out of your mind. Like that's that's got to be like something to deal with after the fight. Right now, you just got to deal with the the guy at hand, right? The yep. the your opponent, and and um, I think that if you start to worry about that, you're gonna you know make mistakes and whatnot. It's just I, honestly, I think once you are in the back and walk into the cage, <laughs> I know you've never experienced it, but there's not a whole lot of other things you can think about at the time besides what you've got going yeah. on right now. Yeah. And so maybe looking for the garbage can on the way there. Yes, yes, if you if you're if you're feeling a little <laughs> pukey. Yeah. But but yeah, it's very uh if you've got girl problems, if you've got money problems, if yeah. you've got like none of that. It just is, all fades away. Yeah, you, you're literally getting in a cage with a guy. They're about to close the door and it's just you and him. You know, so and it, he's been training for most of his life, specifically the last eight to twelve weeks for, for sure, you, for sure. That yeah. and so yeah, it's. Uh, I'm sure today he's thinking about it. I need to win yeah. for that reason. But but once that once that walkout starts, that's all gone. So in this one, you said that you had um, you had Archie win in this one. Yeah, I just think because of the high level wrestling he has, if he uses it, um, he has the potential to make the fight however he wants it to be and, and i think um i i think it's a big step up okay you know for, for him but i also think he's going to pull it off does emmanuel sanchez have the skill set to keep it on the feet to give himself a better no, chance no no um even if he wrestled a little bit that archie Cogan's a high level wrestler wrestled at university of wyoming um division one you know he's, he's very good and, and no he doesn't uh it's if, cowboy if he wants to take it down he'll take it down unless he eat something on the way what was it that uh somebody was saying about bryce hay, hay strong i think yes. it was I, I, matt hughes bryce mitchell like those yeah. guys are hay bale strong and i'm assuming this guy wrestling at wyoming is probably going to fit that same bill yeah i imagine it is that's awesome all right go with archie timor hizarif and richie smolen the next fight on the undercard you want to look at Timur's twelve and zero. This is a featherweight fight. Richie Smolin's ten two and one. So no no slouch there. No, and he's an SBG guy. And uh, the the Teamer Teamer is the guy. If you remember talking, who came in and fought Daniel Weichel and beat him, and that's what bumped him into the rankings. Bumped Cody Law out of the rankings. Yes, and put Weichel right before us. Yes, then. Uh, Something I don't think any of us fought, and somehow Lucas jumped into number nine spot in front of Daniel Weichel. And then Daniel Weichel took this, uh, uh, oh no, not was it Weichel or Teamer? I think Weichel just signed to fight somebody also on, on a card coming up, okay. And for whatever reason, it moved him back to number nine and us back to number 10. Oh, it swapped you guys, yeah. Again. So I, I don't know why neither of us have fought, so it's that shows how whack the rankings are, but yeah. Um, and before you know, I didn't want to be ranked. But every time they start moving things around, I'm like, like, hey, hey, what are you doing? Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> now <laughs> that's where we're there, at. You might as well. Yeah. Might as well now we're going to defend it, right? You're already there. Yeah. So, Teamer 5, Daniel Weichel, he was winning on the feet 
uh, the majority of the fight. In the third round, Vichel took him down, was all over him, and, and uh, Teamer was in trouble in subs, and then boom, they got back to the feet, and it was like, oh, well, there's his avenue to win, and Vichel never tried to take him down again and ended up losing the decision. Richie Smolin fought on that Dublin card. He's one of the guys that we said we would like to fight when I sent some names of guys we'd like to fight. Yeah. Um, real good jiu-jitsu. Real good. Um, not great wrestling. Um, so, so striking. But he's a, he's a John Kavanaugh, I'd imagine, black belt. And um, he's 9-2-1 and one now. He was, I'm sorry, 10-2-1. He was 9-2-1 when we watched him. Yeah. And uh, I, you know... I think he does not pull this. Well, God, you know, I say that, but I never know what these Russian guys are are good at. Typically, it's wrestling, right? But I watched him get taken down and get, like, ran over for a second and then back to the feet again, and he didn't want to go to the ground either, and he didn't use any takedowns. So maybe he's a striker. You know, maybe he's one of the guys that's more of a striker, like Usman Nurmagomedov is more of a striker, has some guillotine wins, but he's more of a striker. Um, So maybe Richie somehow gets to the ground and is able to beat him. But uh, for the most part, I think this guy is a lot for him. Teamer's a lot for Richie, is that what no. you're saying? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Teamer's a lot for Richie. Yes. So you're leaning towards Teamer then? I am. Okay. I'd like to see Richie Smolin win because I would like to ask for that again after okay. we, if we win our next one and he wins this one. Yeah. But uh, Is he ranked? No. None of the, none of the Irish guys are. But he doesn't have a lot of fights in Bellator. He's got. He's well, got. Maybe he does one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I mean, he's got a UFC. He's got a, an Ultimate Fighter fight, and then he's got four in Bellator, and then five in Bellator. It looks like. Yeah, and he so he fought. What's RFP? Um, is that something out of? Where is Ireland? That? Um, so his Euro series. Yeah, RFP 88, RFP 86, yeah, RFP 83. Um, he fought the same guy twice in Bellator. I'm not sure why. Um, both won by sub in the first round. This guy that he just fought, that Pewter, mm-hmm. he was very good. And I thought that that guy won the fight. Mm. And it was a split uh, decision. Yeah, he was on. So it's one of those, it's one of the ones we talked about. That kind of gave me hope. Richie Smolens was on his back the whole time. Yep. And he was busy. He was busy on his back trying guillotines and stuff. But I thought the other guy won based off the judges. But the judges went with Richie Smolens. So I was like, okay, is that because now we're judging more offensively off our back? Or is that because we're in Ireland and sure. you fought a guy from Ireland? You know, I never know. Um, so it's it's tough to say. Me watching, um, I, I liked the stuff he was doing jiu-jitsu-wise. But I thought, based off of what the judging has typically been, he was going to lose the fight. I don't. Anyone? I don't remember his name, but we called out a judge, and I feel like it was Ireland because he judged Ireland Friday night, flew and did UFC Saturday night, and it was the dude that was way off in left field from everybody else, and I can't remember the dude's yeah. name. Yeah. But I feel like that was wasn't it? Those. He's bad too, and I forget who it was. Also. Um, God, what is his name? He 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 gave a thirty twenty seven the next night to somebody. Yes, that everybody lost else the fight. had it the other yeah. direction. Yeah, and it was like, what? Wait a second! Like that's when you yeah. start to think, is this guy on the on the on the take? Yeah, on the take from somebody. <laughs> like, right. how's that working? But yeah, um, so I'm I'm gonna lean towards Teamer winning. Um, 
I would like to see Richie Smollin win. You've you've held true to the the idea that it's hard to bet against a Dagestanian, and yeah, I'm going to bet against him when we fight. Of course you are, because that's the right thing to but do. But I'm going to mean it. But I'm going to mean it. I'm not just be like, yeah, I, I don't like him, so we're going to bet against him. I'm going to mean it. Yep. Uh, next fight on the undercard, the last fight on the undercard that we're going to look at is Cody Law and Edward Chavez. Yes. Um, you know a lot about Cody. I do, man. I've studied this guy. Um, he's got a, he's had a tough break. He, this is, he's fighting for his job today yeah. uh, or tomorrow. He's, he's on a two-fight losing streak right now. I know that uh, this fight is, is making or break it for him. Um, he was the guy that was ranked number nine when we were ranked number ten. And he was the first person I complained to Luke about when we shouldn't have been complaining because we didn't want to be ranked in the first place. But I was like, "Well, you're you're eight or seven and zero. He's six and zero, six and one. Why is he ranked in front of you? Right. If we're gonna rank us, why right. rank him in front of you?" Sure. So anyway, uh, when the when the teamer fight happened and Vaishal, he got bumped out, and he lost a fight to a guy James Gonzalez. Yep. Super stud. Okay. Who was who was not on the Bellator roster. It was a fight that Cody was supposed to win. Mm -hmm. But I knew because Levi had fought him, and I spoke to Rafael, that guy was tough. And it was a guy we asked for. It was a guy we would like to fight. And so uh, he beat Cody Law, and I was like, man, okay. I, I did not think that was going to happen. But Cody Law struck with him the whole fight. you know. And, and I don't know. He got in a little trouble every time he did get a takedown. So I'm imagining you know, Justin Gonzalez, just James Gonzalez, sorry, James Gonzalez yep. is a jiu-jitsu black belt. So I'm sure Cody Law is not and just has high-level wrestling, you know. Yeah. So I think that's why he kept it on the feet. But on the feet, he was getting smacked up a little bit as well. I thought he won the fight, and he lost. Then they give him another non-contracted guy who used to be contracted in Chris, L Chris Lencioni. Right. And uh, that's another fight that I thought he could have won. Lencioni spent a lot of time on his back, but he was busy, and Lencioni ended up winning the decision. I did not think he was going to win the decision, was and he did. split, too, yeah. so it was close. And, and so, again, we're, we're trying to figure out what the judges are looking for, you know. Um, I did not expect him to lose that fight, but I was very interested in that fight because I knew one of those two guys are within three fights of us, yep. you know. Uh, maybe not the one after this one, but depending on who wins what. They both have fights coming up right now. Um, depending on who wins what, we'll see. You know, um, We'll get to that fight you know, in a couple weeks, but Chris Lencioni is now fighting James Gallagher um, from Ireland, who, who was going to come here. And, and him and Lucas were great training partners at Glory, and he was going to come here, and he was a 35-er, uh -oh. and then moved to 45. And I was like... Nope, sorry. I'm Can't. sorry, yeah. And, and I, I spoke to... Bellator and I was like hey is because he said that no we'll, we'll be like um, who is it uh, in the UFC there oh, teammates uh, Cubby, Covington and not Covington was it Covington and Masvidal teammates well yeah but they wanted to fight each other right the two the light or the the fly, uh, featherweight Sterling Sterling oh, and, okay. and um, I don't know what Marab they're friends they train at the same gym and they're number one and number two and so then they said they won't fight each other. So he said to Bellator that we could be like that. So I asked them, and they're like, no, that's not a thing here. You guys will definitely fight. 
So I said, okay. And I told him, I, you know, sorry, but can't do it. And it's a bummer because it would have been a fantastic training partner, especially for Luke's opponent right now. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so Lencioni's got that fight coming up. So we'll see what, what rolls out of Cody Law. This is a guy, he's against a 6-4 and four guy, first fight in Bellator. I, I'm sure it is a... Is this just to find Cody an opponent? Yes. I mean, it feels I mean, like this guy sure. signed him off the street to get in and fill the car. I mean, he trains at a good gym. He, he trains at um, Pariah MMA and Fitness in Colorado Springs. He, he's, he trains with good guys, but yes, it is a fight. He's 6-4. and four. It's a guy that, that Cody should beat and secure at least another fight with Bellator. I'm so, going to go with Cody. You uh, used to go train in Colorado for your fights. This guy's uh, training. Big Bear, California. Oh, Big Bear. Okay. Yeah, big Bear. Um, I, is there a significant difference in the altitude when you're doing this? Like, does it Giant. matter? Giant. Really? Yeah. First of all, if they fought at altitude, yeah. that guy would have a massive advantage unless yeah. Cody went there very early. But when you train at altitude and then fight at sea level, you've got a lot more red blood cells you can you can go and go and go and go and um yeah it definitely makes a big difference his conditioning should be fine but you're that's why you see people on the sidelines when they play football in denver and stuff wearing, wearing oxygen, you know getting some oxygen in their lungs yeah but you are good with code here yeah yeah for sure he's going to be fighting for his life in there i think he uh probably makes it look easy and he's got the skill set to do yeah, it. yeah he does he's a stud Let's move to the main card. Uh, Daniel James, this is a heavyweight fight. Daniel James coming in at 15-6-1 versus uh, Gokin Sarakam, who's 8-2. and two. So Daniel James was the main event on our last card in California, won by brutal knockout. And uh, Gokin is a guy, he was with Spivak, who fights in the UFC, at the PI when we were there. So we hung out with him in the cold plunge in the sauna, a little bit of cold plunge in the hot tub a little bit. Super nice guy. Um, funny guy. You know, we BS for probably a half hour. And uh, he had told me about the fight he had coming up. And and I was like, oh, well, that'll be a good one, you know? Like, keep your hands up because <laughs> Daniel James <laughs> throws bombs. Yeah. Um, but this guy's a stud, man. He's 8-1, and one, fights out of Turkey. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see this fight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with him Okay. just with more skill set. Uh, got, he definitely has more skill set. Nine years difference in age, 32 versus 41. Do you think that matters? Uh, Daniel James went away for a while. And, like, went away, went away. Gotcha. And and came back and started uh, fighting again. And he's, uh, you know, I think he's just kind of – people counted him out. I don't want to count him out. I think he's still going to be around. But I, I just don't think he pulls off the win in this fight. Those heavyweight fights are fun to watch. Man. It's, it's, they're so scary. And you, you yeah. see they're tentative and they're moving, and you just know that, you know, it's, it's one and done. I agree. Scary stuff. Well, we'll be – actually, there are, there are a few of these. There are too many of them on this card. There's going to be some knockouts on this card for sure. Corey Anderson, Phil Davis. These two guys are, are veterans, light heavyweights. Corey Anderson coming in 16 and 6. Phil Davis at 24 and 6. So I they're both from the UFC. I don't think they ever fought in the UFC because Phil Davis had been in Bellator for, for a long time. And Corey Anderson, I think, only fought, you know, five or six, seven times in the UFC. Um, I believe Corey Anderson wins this fight. 
Um, I like Phil Davis a lot. His wrestling is unreal. You know, he's got very good wrestling. But I, I just, I feel like Corey Anderson is, uh, he's been on the, on the rise, even though he just lost to, to Vadim Nemkov. That's who we lost to, right? In the tournament. Yeah, and they, they fought that twice. Rematch. The yeah. first time was the um, inadvertent head strike. Yeah. And it was interesting because if I remember right, wasn't wasn't um, Corey winning that fight he was. handily? He was. Had the head strike. He was on top of him. His arm slipped and he came down on him, if I remember right. Yes. And then he went back the next time and Vadim Nemkov ran him over. Yeah, he went to uh, ATT, I believe, and wrestled and wrestled and wrestled, and then he came back and stopped every one of Corey Anderson's takedowns. Yes, and and was uh, landing. On, he, yeah, he he kind of handled him. It was now, more of a one-sided fight, and it was like, whoa, that was a huge switch from the first. Huge one. switch. Yeah. Now, um, now Phil Davis. So, so Corey's last two fights, you got a no contest and a loss to, I mean, to Nemkov. Right. Um, Phil Davis is coming in. He's on a two-fight win streak, interestingly. Um, is he? Who, who, so he lost in the tournament, and then I think he beat Yoel after that? Correct. And then um, uh, Julius Angelicus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's a, this is an exciting fight. Um, it's either going to be really exciting or boring, but I don't think Corey Anderson's going to put on a boring fight. I think he's going to go after Phil Davis. If he can stop the takedowns, it's going to be a very interesting fight. Um, because of the way Phil Davis is built, I'm shocked that Corey Anderson's taller than he is. Phil Davis seems so long and lanky, and his, his torso, like his legs, his butt is like in the middle of his back. He has like, it's like the crazy athlete body, and his waist goes like up 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 and then lats instead of like lats from the hips yeah he has a real high back but but super athletic so and he's he's landed uh some one-arm kimuras he's okay. pretty talented okay pretty pretty solid uh grappling ko's and submissions seem to be the finish of choice for both of these fighters you don't yeah. see too much in the way of submissions Corey anderson actually has none and i'll go back and look but um i don't think phil davis had had Corey Anderson, if you remember, he's, oh, he's the one got that left the UFC at rank number four and switched. You know, it was it was pretty uh making a statement on the way yeah, out. Yeah, it was a big statement. Yeah. Yeah. So who'd you say you're going with on this one? Did I? I don't know. Um <laughs> let's go with Corey Anderson. Okay. I just feel like even though he uh lost that one to Nemkov, Nemkov also beat Phil Davis, I'm pretty positive in the tournament. Um I think that Corey Anderson uh, was more on more of a, a rise at the moment than Phil Davis. Can you see how old they are anywhere? Uh, yeah, I can. Hold on just one second. I had them up, too. So, um, uh, Phil Davis is 38, and Corey Anderson is 33. Okay. So that's what I thought. Phil Davis is... A little bit older, getting getting to the getting to that point yeah. where age starts to matter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe maybe not. That's but when it they could start talking about maybe I'll fight till I'm forty. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Corey Anderson. Cool. First of two title fights. This is the co-main event. This, this is going to be just amazing. Sergio Pettis. Now this is at 135. Sergio Pettis, the current belt holder versus Pitbull.
coming down. Patricio Pitbull coming down from 45. And 55. And 55 to fight at 35 to be a three-division champ. Never been done before. Nope. We had, it, we had somebody going after it uh, a couple months ago in... Um, Oh, come on. UFC. There was a guy that was going to be uh, a three-division champ if he'd won it, if, if I remember right. Volkanovski? Um, no. Um, oh, crap. I don't remember. That's right. Um, uh, I think, I, I, for, for one thing, I never give Sergio Pettis enough credit. He's, he's very good. He was getting handled by Horiguchi until the mm-hmm. last minute of the fight. He landed a spinning elbow. I think it was last minute. Um pitbull if the weight cut doesn't kill him to make it and he's able to like he he weighed in today so he had to make weight i i didn't i didn't follow it to see but i'm, I'm sure he did or i would have seen a lot of things saying he didn't right but if he rehydrates and is back to normal i think sergio pettis is in for a world of hurt with the with the power if he can bring the power down with him he'll be extremely powerful pitbull has been around you know, uh, he's been through it. He's been. I just think if he if he can perform like he normally performs, I think he it's he makes it. Fight. Yeah. I think um, he knocks Cejudo is who I was thinking of. Wouldn't, didn't Cejudo go for yes. a three time champ? Yes. Yes. Um, so going going back to uh, to Pettis, what is what do you think Pitbull walks at? I mean, this is a big if. If he fights at 55 and 45, and I think uh, I watched a press conference that said that he weighed in at like, he was at 43 the time of the press conference, which I believe was yesterday. What do you think he walks at? 60-something. 60. Okay. If he, I mean, fights at 55, probably 70. That's a, if, he's fighting at, if he's fighting at 55, he's probably for sure 70. Okay. 65, 70. It's a big weight cut, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's no, <laughs> no How question. Much? So and and I think I think I, I want to see saying, his body. Yeah, you know I want to see his body filled back out. He's gonna be he's gonna be a minimum of ten pounds lighter than he normally is, right? So if he's a a forty five, he's back at sixty five. You know, if he is a thirty five, he's gonna be back at fifty five. You know, how does he feel at fifty five when he's coming back up at forty five? If he was to stop at fifty five, yeah, you know, it's gotta be it's gotta be different. He's gotta be more hydrated than that. So he, he's lost. He's had to have lost some muscle. You know, in order to do it, um, at least a little bit, and uh, yeah, man, it'll be exciting to see. I'm, I'm, I'm going with with Pitbull for sure. Um, when you start talking about um, Mount Rushmore of MMA fighters, and now you've got a three division champ who has has not shied away from anybody. Cejudo, you could look back at his record, and yes, he was a two division champ, but maybe you look at the quality of the opponents a little bit different. Pitbull, different promotion, yep. but hasn't shied away from anybody. No, nope, not at all. Where do you put where do you put Pitbull? Oh, I mean, I think he's definitely one of the best. It's unfortunate that no one will ever give him that, you know, uh, because it's not the UFC, right? But he uh, he's definitely one of the best and could fight any of the guys over there at those weight classes. Maybe not at fifty five. I think he'd be too small for the guys at fifty five. Um, but at 45 and 35, yes. But how cool do you see Pitbull against uh, uh, Volkanovski? Oh, man. Any I, of those guys. I Any of those guys would be fantastic. Su- such a great fight. Okay. So you're picking Pitbull. Yep. I'm excited for this one. Um, 
Yoel Romero, Vadim Nemkov. How old is he, like 55? 46 years old. 46, 46 years old. Um, and still a physical specimen. He's a I, freak. Yeah, I think Vadim Nemkov beats him. Um, I don't want to say easy, but he's going he's gonna to evade him, evade him, evade him, land strikes. Yoel Romero has kind of settled into a striker with a big takedown here and there. Um, he throws hard, and if he lands, you're in trouble. You know, um, if you can be circling away from the punch as it lands, a lot of times you're good. I, I think he's past the jumping knees, the flying knees that he landed on Chris Weidman, you know, and, and things like that. We'll see. Um, I hope it turns into a barn burn and we get a great fight out of it. But um, I think that Vadim Nemkov, man, he is uh, he's so good and he's been on such a roll. And, and like, what is his – Corey Anderson, Corey Anderson, Angelicus, Phil Davis, Ryan Bader, Rafael Cavallo, Phil Davis again, Liam McGeary. Like he's I been mean, having a W against Ryan Bader alone. Right. That guy's a stud. We were on that card, and he he, knocked, he TKO'd him on that card. It was it was a head kick as he was running away, and then you know TKO from the hands. But um, that was a that was a good fight. We were just like, holy smokes! When you look at Romero, um, a lot of things stand out. He's a freak. Rogan's talked about the broken orbital. I think you've heard that story yeah. where he had a, a broken orbital and, and by the time they got to the ER and had it, it x-rayed, it was already going through the process <laughs> of healing. Um, so there's those things about kind of who he is as a superhero, but he's also lost to Whitaker, Paulo Costa. He's just lost to Izzy, Phil Davis, um, Whitaker twice. You could make an argument that he lost to Tim Kennedy. Um, yeah. And I mean, that, I mean, you could probably talk a whole show on the Tim Kennedy. Yoel that was the one he fight. sat on the bench. On the, yes. On the, yeah. Yes. That fight pissed me off. He he cheated multiple times throughout that fight. Yeah. Um, maybe we can do that some other day. But yeah, you know, he never. I don't think he ever fought to the potential that he had because uh, he. I don't know. He he didn't wrestle. He was a good wrestler. Yeah. Olympian. You know, from Cuba. And didn't uh, use it a lot in his fights. He fell in love with the power of his hands. And that made him sit and sit and sit and have some of the most boring fights in UFC history. Like legit most boring fights in UFC history. And so um, I think he was a guy that could have opened up a lot more and, and you know, really shined. But he, he was definitely someone that everybody feared. Everybody feared him. Hey. Look at the guy. He's no. He's crazy. And his power was insane. You know, like even even uh, Israel Adesanya. Yeah. They fought, but it was like the most boring fight of all time because Adesanya didn't want to get hit by him. Right. 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 And and at the same time he had to land something, so he's like in and out, in and out. When he would go in, but but it was they both were so cautious. It was crazy. The asterisks that I would give Romero is. Um, so he's he is coming in at uh, fifteen and six. Five of his six losses: Robert Whitaker, Robert Whitaker, Costa, like I said, Arsania, Phil Davis, all came after he was forty. Yeah, I mean he he didn't even start fighting until he was thirty six. I think I, I think that's right. So if you had seen a a twenty six year old Yoel Romero, whole different whole different whole different deal. career trajectory, yeah, for right? Sure, for sure. Like everything changes if it's a twenty six year old Yoel yeah, Romero. No question. Um, 
Yeah, it'll be. I, I'm excited just to see this guy get back in the cage. 46 years old. If he takes the belt, be the oldest ever. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I think oh, it I, is for the belt. It is for the belt. Um, and it'll be. Um, yeah, yeah, he'll be the he'll be, be the oldest title holder in in mixed martial arts, not just Bellator. I think across across all the promotions. Yeah, yeah, promotions. for sure, for sure. Um, I think Randy Couture was like forty three, something maybe. like that. Um, what was Glover? Forty one. So I think he was older than Randy. Um, I'm not positive, but I think he was older than Randy when he. I'm not. Maybe Randy wasn't as old as I thought, but he was definitely forty, and um, and. Glover was older, but he's definitely older than both of them. I, I'm secretly pulling for Yoel. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I know I, it'd be cool to see. I don't want to. I don't know about him outside the cage. Yeah, but I know. If, I don't know if you saw when they did the the face off. He um, he's afraid of heights, so uh, the face off was in some skyscraper in Chicago. So they literally made Nemkov look at a monitor. They had a <laughs> they had a, a video of him. And a big old screen on it, and they made him look at a monitor, That's and that crazy. was the face-off. And for the whole interview, probably safer too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So um, awesome. I'm kind of I'm kind of hoping for Romero, but it's hard it's hard to not think Nemkov is going to do this. Yeah, yeah. So cool, cool. We'll see. Good. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you very much. See you next week for the recap. It is all over. Just like that.